Welcome to another episode of Talolite Talk, where we're going to be talking about the world of cooperative gameplay and how that has changed um, in video game world. So this is Casey saying hi, and with me is... Hey, this is Colin, a.k.a. GamerSense. I'm Paul. This is Don. And I'm Dan. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm the one asshole who has to market himself at the beginning, huh? I'll no, market my <laughs> newly branded self at the end. Yeah, yeah. We'll do, we'll do the marketing at the end. Um, so uh, Don, who occasionally writes for Don't Forget a Towel, had a really good idea, and we thought, let's... Let's open it up to um, an episode on the podcast. And so, Don, why don't you kind of tell us what your idea is? And, you know, I, like I said, I thought it was excellent. And we're all big gamers here um, in different ages and all that kind of stuff. So tell us about it. So uh, we decided to get a, uh, a, a couch co-op cult together. Okay. uh, (laughs) (laughs) The name is not trademarked. You're welcome to steal that. (laughs) Please do, Um, and then burn it. Fairly recently, about a week ago, I ended up buying a Wii U. Um, The reason behind that was it came to my realization that I have no games available um, in which to do actual co-op or just really even versus play with other people in the same room. Um, I do own an Xbox One, and really in that medium, there just isn't good games um, for that medium. Whereas the Wii U has many that fit that mold and have for years and years across all their platforms. So it kind of got me thinking, you know, what's changed? What has really promoted the evolution of couch co-op and that why is that no longer such a, a high value as it once was back in the heyday, really with uh, the N64 being one of the primary systems that kind of really fueled that? So that's kind of how this topic came about. I think um, I think it would be a good idea to kind of open it up to everybody and maybe say, like, maybe how you got started playing video games and maybe, like, share an experience you had with, um, you know, cooperative gameplay. Anyone want to start? Sure. So one of my earliest memories is playing Street Fighter with my older brothers on the SNES. That's probably the first real true co-op, or versus rather, that I ever experienced. That involved into Soul Calibur and a Dreamcast. Nice. Smash Brothers on the N64 and so on. Um, <clears throat> when I was a kid, our uncle and my uncle handed us down on his when he got like a Super Nintendo or something. Gave us his old Sega Genesis which had Streets of Rage 2, which I would spend a lot of time with with my... Because you could play four players. So it would be me, my two sisters, and then this another friend of ours who we, we all kind of grew up together. So we would play that a lot. Um, it was one of my favorite games for that system and easily one of my favorite co-op experiences. Uh, for me, it was definitely Medal of Honor for the original PlayStation I remember my brother, it was his PlayStation, so it was always like this big thrill for me to play alongside with him, and he would always kick my ass. (laughs) Until I remember one day I discovered the sniper rifle, and then I started kicking his ass, and it never stopped since, even till now, across state lines. When we play Halo or Call of Duty, he will just give up, throw the controller, the end. My story. Can you hear him throw the controller? Over no, there. I just hear him swearing, and then his his headset cuts out, which means he's throwing the controller, and he's still wearing the headset. <laughs> I um I want to keep going with these stories. I do want to devote a little time to 
controller throwing. <laughs> Honestly, because I, I probably have a few stories of controller throwing. Um, uh, I think one of the, the best times I ever had was um, playing GoldenEye. Like, that was, like, not only first-player shooter experience, but definitely co-op experience. And um, back where I'm from in Olean, uh, one of my friends actually still holds, well, like we had tournaments of it. Um, so what we would do is like every weekend, a bunch of us would play GoldenEye. I don't, I can't remember what my ranking is now. It's not that high. It's pretty shitty, but not with proximity minds. My friend is like one of those real anal people who like he would, he has them all written down in notebooks. He has all who you played with, how you, how many kills you had, what was your weapon that you used to kill people? Like, he has them That's all impressive. literally written down. He didn't use the computer to do it. But what? those are one of my fondest memories. Was Oddjob banned from competitive play? Oh, yeah. Oddjob yeah. and yes. um, I think it was the female uh, scientist were, like, banned because they were too short. And you, like, but like, you could use Oddjob if you were playing slappers only because then everyone was the <laughs> same height. Don? Um, so... I remember, like, so on the original PlayStation, um, if you wanted to play with more than two players, you actually had to buy an adapter. It was yes. a little L adapter oh, yeah. yes. 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 Um, that you would hook up additional controllers. So I remember doing that, and we would play, like, wrestling games and things like that. We'd do that. Um, I, most common, though, was as soon as the N64 came out, it was all about playing GoldenEye and Smash Brothers all the time. My senior year, which is dating me, um, of, <laughs> of high school, so we had a, a senior lounge, and we had an N64 in there, and literally that's all we did was play Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny because, like, the Nintendo... I'm pretty sure had an adapter to play, or is there four slots in there's the four Nintendo? Slots. There's, there's four slots. There's four slots in the. Four, on the four. Well, yeah. no, on the original Nintendo. The NES, you had to have a, a slot for because it only had two by default. It was like Smash yeah. TV. I believe you could play. My favorite thing was there was like a turbo button on the one we had, so you could like when you held down A, if you were plugged into that, <laughs> yeah, you could just spam it. Yep. Yes, especially on the SNES. I remember those advanced controllers with like the six pointless buttons that no one ever used. Yes, <laughs> um, which is so funny nowadays. It's so hard to play. The well, the Nintendo actually doesn't feel yeah. that bad because the like 64. I'm the, the mm, sixty four. I remember. Yeah, we played GoldenEye. GoldenEye feels real clunky. <laughs> no, it's gross that you have to strafe with the. We called it the dick, like the <laughs> dick in the middle. <laughs> like, and then like when you played. NWO versus WCW. Oh, my gosh. Um, you'd have to wiggle the dick to get out of, like, a hold. Like, that's what... Would be like, what? Sorry for anyone who doesn't like wiggling dicks, <laughs> but, like, yeah. like, you know, uh, defense class lessons right there. Yeah. Wiggle the dick to get out of the hold. Yes. So, um... It's now sufficiently awkward for your entire audience. <laughs> yeah, this is something a teenage boy comes up with. That's somebody... Like, well, yeah. We were, I mean, we were all teenage boys at the time, and you know somebody listening is like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't have crossed came across more creepy oh yeah totally totally um so the the co-op experience um dan brought up like playing um you know more fighting games and paul said about street to rage street to rage is definitely one of those games that i remember playing uh with my sister like a lot i was the roller skating dude i can't remember what his name is so that was a fun Let's game. There was Max was the big guy. Uh, Blaze was the girl. Axel was the 
rocker guy. I can't remember what the... I cannot remember I that kid's name. Wasn't there a kangaroo at some point that as well? That was three, I think. Oh my gosh. Those games are amazing. I, never played, I didn't really play the third one. So what are like some of your favorite co-op games that you've ever played? Outside of the ones we mentioned. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, There's an obscure one that comes to mind that I don't know if a lot of people played, but Power Stone on Dreamcast? Uh, hell yes. Love that. Any, anything on the Dreamcast. Well, yeah, that was such an underrated console. I think Dreamcast is one of the best consoles ever made. I also had a TurboGrafx-16 when I was a kid. Um, I was the only person I even knew in town who had a TurboGrafx-16 at the time, but... The Dreamcast, the cool thing, I'm going to really date myself. We had the Dreamcast in college in my dorm rooms. So and, we. Yeah, Same. and um, you could I'm the download <laughs> the games. Oh, yeah, right. We, Tobin. There you go. So That's you could, right. Yeah, you could download, you downloaded a boot disc, and you burned them on CDs, which is crazy. So then, you know, we did, and so we had the T1 connection at college, so everything burned in, like, fucking two <laughs> seconds. So download the boot disc. <laughs> Get T1. Put it in, yeah, right. Put it into the um, into the into the Dreamcast. Then it loads up a boot screen. You take out the disc, and then you put in your burned copy of. And at that time, it was uh, Marvel Cap versus Capcom Cap Two. Two. Oh, yeah. Non yes. fucking stop. Hey, uh, non stop. Okay, I'll say well, that's my Shenmue, favorite game. Yes. Marvel vs. Capcom Two is my favorite game on there. I take back Power uh, Stone. I agree. I'm going to take you for a ride. Oh gosh. So really. Really? So the magic oh my, you get five minutes <laughs> in the silence corner, for okay? Hours and hours of hearing that over and over. Yeah. You'll take over <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's, yeah, definitely um, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is a very good experience. I think that fighting games in general. I don't play a lot of fighting games because it was always my. I had a sister, so I just didn't. She didn't give a shit as much about some of the other games, but. I think fighting games might be like the last like co-op experience because do you play fighting games online? Yes. I don't. I don't yeah, know how yeah, it goes. Yeah. Super Street Fighter. All um, those, a lot of them are online. I will point out this King way though: Fighters. Fighters are the only reason for a PS4 and Xbox One where you are going to buy multiple controllers. Okay. And if you want to do like mad multiple. Okay. Yeah. Sports yeah. games too. Yeah. Sports. Sports games, games and fighters. Games, yeah. yeah. Think about any other game. Why would you buy an extra controller? Well, there are still other first-person shooter games that are not so. I mean, so... The, they're few and far between, though. Yeah, but like Call of Duty still does it. Yeah. Um, Call of Duty still has multiplayer. Call of Duty does have local split-screen co-op. Um, um, that's what we used to do. It'd be me, my brother, and then my mom, and then one of my sisters, and... <laughs> Whenever my mom would be playing, she would make us, like, count to five once we had her in her sight. Yeah. She's like, count to five before you shoot me so I can try and get away or shoot me back. <laughs> <laughs> you start counting and she just, like, starts spinning around and couldn't figure out where you were. Oh, my God. Oh, it was great. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna put it out on the limb. Couch Co-op died with music games. Uh, really? No. No. I think the internet killed it. No. Well... Internet definitely. That's the it. reason. Yes, I'm just saying the time. You're saying oh, the no. last time that we really had that shared experience was yes. at the rock fresh rock band. My moment. freshman year of college, <laughs> when the first rock band came out, I went to the mall, bought it, wrapped it in gold wrapping paper at the mall like wrapping station, <laughs> brought it back to my dorm room, had to go to class that day, so left it in the middle of my dorm room as people walked by it and wondering what the hell the giant box was. 
get back, unwrap it, and basically no one left my dorm room from the entire floor, well, mostly, for a couple hours that night. Yeah. Honestly, it was that was a long time. I don't really remember a whole lot of freshman year, so I was on his floor freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> I also remember, like, in college, like, I had gotten a Wii. It was when it first came out. Oh, yeah. And we played, like, Mario Strikers, well, the which was the game. soccer game. Oh. And, uh, yeah. We screamed a lot. Oh. There was a whole lot of Mario Party that had the no. same effect. Yeah. You know what? There was oh, a lot yeah. of screaming. New Super Mario Brothers Wii. There was so many times where we just grab somebody, just chuck them off a cliff. You can pick up your the other players and stuff. We'd like pick somebody up and just jump off a cliff or pop their bubble while they're over lava or. One of my oh favorite. My gosh, no, one of my favorite things is. Have you ever watched the commercial for that game? Or I don't know if it's a real commercial. It was like a boyfriend and girlfriend, and they're playing New Super Mario Brothers for the Wii, and they're like getting along. The boyfriend, girlfriend, everyone's happy. And then the one time, like the guy goes to jump across the pit, she jumps off his head, and it pushes him down. And he kind of like laughs about it, and it's fine. And then like it just keeps happening, and then she's like picking him up, and then you just see like this breakdown of the relationship throughout the video. And I remember <laughs> just being like. You cannot play that game with two players. Like, fuck no, it. No. Do not play it. Three players is fine. You can get away with stuff. But I remember playing with my sister. I bought her a Wii for Christmas, and we were, like, so excited about it. And we were playing it, and we were just, like, getting so mad. We were just like, fuck it. We're not playing this anymore. <laughs> like, this is done. <laughs> we tried to do a drinking game that, where every time you had to continue, you had to drink, finish your drink or whatever. Uh, oh, God. No, that, that, that would be the worst thing for any sort of situation where you're with a significant other. You want to make sure when you're playing video games in a cooperative manner, you want to make sure they're on the same level as you or you're in a group of people. Yes. My ex and I, we tried to play Portal 2 together. She's not very good at first-person shooters, and... Yeah. And that's why she's your ex. Age of Empires 3. I love which, how everyone's saying X because of, <laughs> because of co-op games. because of that, but she, like, whenever I play, there's certain types of game, like, I don't have a play style that generally comprises with winning in RTSs, or not, yeah, RTSs. I generally turtle like crazy, and then eventually overwhelm them, but, it like, I, like... I don't like the building the armies as much. I like resource management and stuff like that. So when we play, what we'll do is we'll get like eight of us, or like six of us usually do Age of Empires 3, do the six of us versus like three hard computers. And then I'll hopefully end up in one of the back bases that isn't going to be attacked and just start cranking out food for everybody else and stuff. Hmm. Or another X story. Um, <laughs> okay. we played this time on on Datecast. Yeah, <laughs> Civilization Five. Oh, oh, that's the game you never want to play co-op if you ever want to stay friends with someone, or if you don't want to talk. To, I mean, if you want to talk to them for hours on end because that's how long fucking games last. Right. If you're lucky, but you learn things about people you didn't. Oh want yes. To know. So he was going for a science victory, and I he blatantly told me that, and I didn't happen to tell him that I was also doing this. I saved up all the different units for the space shuttle around my capital, then all in one turn, threw them all into the capital at the same time and won, and he was like, what the hell just happened? Because he was doing it slowly and as he got the units, so he had no idea I was even going for that victory. Best victory ever in Civilization. <laughs> I never got into Civ. I've never played those games either. I, um, Sid Meier, right? Yep. I played yeah. the, uh, boating ones. 
Pirates. Pirates. Oh, okay. Pirates. <laughs> but this is, Pirates. This is what the boating the, one I'm like, the in the living room has evolved to, is just playing online. Well, because everybody has internet now. Yeah, like, well, back, think, when, back when co-op was, like, all about split-screen stuff, if you wanted to play with your friends, you had to get them all in the same room, because you're not going to... Either the console didn't have internet, or required some kind of fancy add-on to do internet, so nobody... You know, or only one of your friends had the comments, so then you all had to go to the same place. And I think it's also about keeping in touch further as well, because as we grow older, everyone moves away, and gaming online is a way to keep in touch with someone that might live hundreds of miles away now, where you don't have to be in the same room to do it. Agreed. I think um, I remember my one of my first online experiences was um, my friends had like a kid. Like, like he was an only child, so he got everything. And I was over at their house, and it was one of the Tony Hawks was going online. And I was like, whoa, like, yeah. you can play against other people? Like, like I can play horse with somebody who's not here? Oh this is God. crazy right now. And, like, I had played Counter-Strike, and I had played... Um, I had played uh, Command and Conquer, um, but those are all land. You know what I mean? Like, so there was somebody who was still on my floor, though they weren't in the same room with me. But this is the first time where I was actually playing with somebody like nowhere fucking near me, and it it blew my mind. Uh, Command and Conquer. So, so kind of bring it back to the quote in the living room. So when I was little, I remember getting Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three. And kind of how little were you? Horse. I was like probably thirty at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. Go on. Go on to the story. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, my parents had a conversion van that had like the little tiny ass, maybe 10 inch television in it. And I figured out how to jerry-rig the PS2 to play on it. So when we went on long trips, me and my little sister would play PS2 games, including Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. And for some reason that just sticks out in my mind playing that with her. After you mentioned that, of course. Many and also Smash Brothers also hooked up the GameCube in there as well at the time. Casey, you want to talk about your co-op experiences playing Pong and Atari? Oh my gosh. (laughs) No. Playing Abacus back in the dinosaur era or whatever. I don't know. Um, When they first invented the computer, there were blips on the screen. They were entertained by that. They went bleep bloop. I can remember, and actually let's, I kind of want to bring this into, into story mode. What is everyone's first experience? Casey, we're not uh, doing story. We're doing co-op. Oh. We're doing co-op, co-op stories. Co-op stories, Don. Um, where you played, I mean, Paul kind of brought in a little bit, like, uh, with a family. But your first video game experience with your family. Who wants to share? Don, you're sharing, actually. I'm oh. making you share. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, me and my brothers always got violent playing video games. But do you remember so, your first time, um, your first console? Well, my first console was NES. Okay. So, um, I mean, we played, we played a little bit of, of everything. Like, there wasn't one game in particular. Like, most of my memory, like, real memories of playing video games really starts with the SNES. But, um... But I mean, we played. I mean, we played everything. And the nice thing I do remember one thing: <laughs> we would play Mario, the original Mario Brothers. And my youngest brother, who had to have been like two or three at the time, um, would play it with the controller upside down, <laughs> and he actually figured out how to play it with the controller upside down. Wow, <laughs> that's impressive. That's 
creepy. <laughs> I can't. I'm just trying to picture that in my head. Like, how do well, I think do about it? If, that? if you picked up the controller for the first time, put it backwards, you wouldn't know any different. Exactly. Well, right. That yeah. that's the way it is. That's true. It's yeah, like, oh, this makes it go that way. Yeah. If you just yeah, your just mind know. assigns well, it. My brother was too young to know better what we would do and eventually he realized when the controller started lighting up when they were plugged in because we would just give him one that wasn't plugged in right. did that too. Yeah. <laughs> but then when they yep. started glowing when they were plugged in then he started realizing wait it's not lit up it's not plugged in <laughs> what, are, what is one of your early or your first experience with video games and family uh, well let's see probably well let's see before we had the Genesis it was we had the SNE or the NES um so probably the original Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt. We had the Duck Hunt, <laughs> which doesn't work apparently on modern TVs. But I heard that it's something about the flash, the refresh rate, or something. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so we used to play those. I'm trying to think what else we had for that. We had a lot of single player games for NES, um, Chrysalis. Uh, I don't know. I even remember now. Battle. Oh, Battle Toads. Oh man, that was a fight waiting to happen. Oh. Battletoads. What is wrong Toads. with you? Why can't you get through this level? Yeah, yeah level okay. Dragon. Despite the fact, the worst part is, is you play for an hour but never get past the scooter level <laughs> because <laughs> nobody can get past it. Well, that just means you're human. Yeah, I think I got past it once. It's a very that's like the first turtles game. Like oh, those were bad too. Impossible. Turtles games were so good though. With turtles, stupid robots that whipped out their laser yeah. arms at you. Yeah, oh, like God. Turtles in Time. I think it's Turtles Three. Mm-hmm. Like that game's fine. It's like the arcade game. Mm-hmm. You can play it. It's a normal game. But like those first two games, I don't think anyone's ever beat them. Yeah, I think those are. <laughs> they remain in infamy as unbeatable games. Well, what I because well, we had a game jam. <clears throat> Oh, well, you oh, beat it then, you no, actually, bastard. No. The problem is, I, I ran into this with a couple games, is like, even if you put in the code for Unlimited Lives, eventually, I think, I don't know if they couldn't actually code for Unlimited, so they just had it for, like, some obscene number they think you'd never go through. Because I did, like, I would code for Unlimited Lives, and eventually they would run out, and I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> I, I actually, Gold, actually, was the other thing. Oh. Some games, like Unlimited Gold, and all of a sudden I'd start running out of gold, and I'm like, how am I running out of gold? Damn game genie, Colin. What's one of your early ones? It would have to be Contra. Oh, Contra on yeah. the NES, and that stupid boss where you run back and forth, shooting up to the center of the top of the screen. Because okay. everyone else, you know, because it was a side scroller, obviously, <coughs> right. and most of the time the boss is on the right side of the screen. With this one level, you were at the bottom, and you and your partner—oh, you're shooting would, up, yeah—you would yeah. be shooting up to the center while you're dodging this ridiculous bullshit flying at you. I'm like this is too much for an eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I love Contra. <laughs> I think another topic that kind of got brought up and reminded me with Game Genie because um, I don't know why, but Game Boys as well. I mean, you. That's something you did multiplayer with. I remember getting you playing Pokemon yeah, Blue. The Link. Well, exactly. Getting Pokemon Blue, getting the freaking Link cable, I, and playing with everyone. My little sister had a blue Game Boy with the Pokemon Blue. I had a red one with the red Pokemon, and we never had that shit because for I played some po- reason it was too much to get a $10 cable to link the two damn things together. I played Pokemon the first brick Game Boy. Oh my god. And well, Tetris. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. well, blue, isn't it? I mean, let's admit it, it's probably like yeah. an $80 cable at the time. Yeah. Now it's a time. Adjusting inflation. When I was yeah. a when I was a kid, I mean this isn't co-op at all, but my uncle got me a uh, a game gear, the Sega Game Gear. Oh yeah. And somehow I stumbled across like an ad from 
the early 90s for that. And it was like, it was an expensive piece of equipment oh. to get a kid for, and he's like, but my mom's like, yeah, well, it was before he had kids and before he was really dating his, well, not my aunt, but, so he's like, so he just kind of spoiled you. I was like, wow, yeah, I, like, I didn't realize this. it was like 150 bucks when he bought it. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I visit my parents' house, I want to see if I can find one of the old Sears wish books <laughs> and just kind of flip through it and take a look and relive some of those memories. See all the things you circled you, when were you were those yes. kids that, that yes. got the big Christmas Toys R Us book going, oh my god, look at this. Who didn't? <laughs> that I won't get. <laughs> oh yeah, it was amazing times. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta circle everything. Exactly. <laughs> You'll never have. Yep. I remember, um, I actually have a picture from when I was a child of, it was when I got my Nintendo, it was in 86, and my family is all sitting around playing Mario, and I'm on the outside looking at them. <laughs> and, I, and I saw it, like, recently, and I was like, what the fuck? You guys all played the Nintendo. Did I even play it? They're like, you were a kid. Like, you know, we got it for you, but it was, you know, kind of for us. And, uh, yeah, my parents, um, it's, it's like one of those shocking things. Like, my, my dad is a little bit more like me, so he does play video games, but my mom actually really, really likes playing games, but she doesn't like to, like, say that she does, and she's, <laughs> I don't know if your parents are like this, but if it's, like, a racing game or jumping anything, she moves the controller in that direction, <laughs> so if somebody's got to jump, she'll move it up, yep. and, like, or if oh. she's racing, she's turning her whole body then in the direction, like, around right the there. corner. She's playing Mario Party. Get her a Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. But then she would instantly crash. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I think, speaking of which, though, party games is another kind of oh, subset of that. We talked about co-op, yeah. but... Party games is the one, I think, within the Wii U that's still ongoing, mainly with Mario Party, for instance. I don't know about that. When when I still had my, my first Xbox 360, I was that guy I sold out and bought another one again because I need to. Um, I had You Don't Know Jack and I had Seen It, and both of which used the buzzer buttons. Mm-hmm. And that was always a game. Anytime that I would host... We would play that, and of course you'd have four people, and then you'd have those teams trying to share a buzzer at the same time, which just adds so much more fun, by the way. <laughs> Why did you push that button? Is that the one I told you to push? Apparently they're, you know, a Jewish family. Oi! <laughs> um, the Franks. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's only just a generation behind, and I think that that's something that can still come back with the new gen. It's just, we have, oh, what? What? Well, you, you, have, you, you have you don't oh, know yeah. jet. Yeah. So but you it's playing with your phone though. Well, yeah, so, I mean, the medium has gone different depending yeah. on the game. The You Don't Know Jack and Jackbox Games, which is the developing company, has made a series of party games now, and it's the Jackbox. They've made it for Xbox One, they've made it for PS4, they've made it for PC. Um, the other big thing that's not included in here, though, and this is another, is that there is another competing market now with against consoles, and that's PC slash home entertainment devices, such as, you know, tablets or phones that can easily tie into devices like Chromecast and Apple TV or things like that, which, bam, you have a, you have a gaming system at that point, you know? Um, so, I mean, I think that there's a lot more competition in the market space. Um, also, the nice thing about the Jackbox games is it is actually a form of online game because somebody in another 
state could join one of the games that I create here in this room, and as long as they know what's showing up on the screen and has a concept of time, they could be playing. Um, it's interesting. You could actually go on Twitch, and you'll see people hosting Jack... Um, you know, you don't know Jack Games on Twitch, and people will just join in. By I'm going to have to take a look at that. I'm going to have to do that as well. I've, what, that is interesting. Yeah. It'd be cool to just... Yeah, just jump in yeah, anywhere. It's free. I mean, um, you wouldn't have to pay a dime. I actually wanted to. So let's say. So we've been talking about co-op games, and I remember. I think it was at. I, I was at home, and I think it was maybe Thanksgiving time when Twitch got bought by Yahoo, Amazon, Amazon. Yeah. So whatever for shit tons of money, billions of dollars, and. I remember I was watching it with my family, like CNN or whatever, and they were like, who would ever, like, watch this? And I was like, well, it's the experience of sitting next to your friend and watching them play a game. Or it's trying, you know, trying out a game before you want to buy it. But more than that, I, I do think it's the first part, which is... You know, I think that all of us have had those times where somebody has Final Fantasy VII and you're there with them yeah. <laughs> playing it. Though they're not letting you touch the controller. <laughs> yeah. I remember going over to my friend's house when the PS2 came out and he had picked up Grand Theft Auto 3. And oh, I would specifically go to his house just to watch him do that or put in the code for unlimited ammo and Tanks all that bullshit and, and just start blowing shields. shit up all yeah. over the place. This brings this up from me. So... My older brothers, they would always play the original Counter-Strike when it first came out, and EverQuest. Like, oh. I would sit behind wow. them while Zero they were playing year. on PC, just watching them play. Yeah. Yep. I think I think we all have that experience, right? Mm-hmm. Where somebody else is playing a game, and you're just like... But you're playing along with them, even though you're not doing anything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to with my cousins in Diablo 2, because... <clears throat> We'd go over to my their well my cousin's house and um, <clears throat> they would have like a PC upstairs and one downstairs land in and playing Diablo two together and they didn't have one for me and my dad <laughs> didn't really want me playing because it was rated M or whatever but rated yeah, M rated M quote unquote I mean and it looks really cheesy I mean Diablo two looks really cheesy nowadays but. You know, back then, that was like cutting it. Actually, some of the cutscenes are really oh my god, pixelated blood. It was the vi- it was the violent yeah. um, tendencies, not so much as the, what was shown on screen. Well, and the the one thing I will say about Twitch, I mean, right now I, I'd like to think myself as a streamer um, when I do my my streams, but it tends to be like the same ten people who are in the audience, and it's just more me talking with them in the chat than meeting new people who are going to be subscribers or followers to my channel. You know, they're the same. Well, are those 10 people the ones who subscribe to your channel? Well, yeah, they're they're not the only ones. I have about 200 followers, but they're the 10 people who always show up. Right. And they have the same jokes with me. I have the same little hashtag quotes that make reactions in my chat just for those jokes that all 10 of us have. And it's the same, like you said, it's because you have those friends that you would have on your couch sitting next to you watching you play, but now we've given it to a larger market. We've sold our privacy. Yes. We've, we've invited mm. the internet into our living room. And I guess it has, it has to be said at some point, I think at least, 
But it also comes down to the fact that sometimes people just want to play games together, and it's going to come back to it, just like people still play Dungeons and Dragons with pen and paper. Yeah, and I think myself being one of them. Exactly. Um, (laughs) That will lead us into our commercial break. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right second. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! With imagery and imagination, you can travel into the mind of a crying clown, where words are a picture into the soul, and where feelings are conveyed not through words, but through stories. Explore the three topics everyone finds hard to understand, life, love, and death. When It Rains, by Robert Gutzmer. Get it on Amazon and BarnesandNobles.com. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All this top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those geeks you know, wow, three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you got to leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You got to leave. I called the cops. And we're back. This just in, Sony announced Half-Life 3 is confirmed. I love the Last how- Guardian has three words. Half-Life 3 confirmed. <laughs> so now you know when we're recording this. We are, yeah, this E3 is currently in full force right now, and um, Half-Life 3 obviously is coming. <laughs> <laughs> you you heard it first. <laughs> the Twitterverse is exploding. Yes. Um, so what I wanted to ask, so we're, you know, we're talking about co-op and... Um, our experiences with that and how the internet more or less killed that experience. Um, I wanted to ask, has anyone really formed any relationships from 
online gaming. Yeah. Okay. Go um, on. <laughs> Tell us. It, it comes back to the the Twitch thing I was talking about before. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, she's she goes by Slothosaurus Rex. She is a Twitcher. I guess you're a streamer, however you would want to put it in the pop culture reference. Twitch at. She's a Twitch at. I don't know. She. <laughs> I, I, um, she and I will play Destiny all the time. We we talk outside of you know gaming and actually just message to see how each how each other is during the day just on phones. But that's that's definitely one way you can do so to do that. Um, one of my good friends who I met in real life, she has a whole bunch of friends from WoW that came to Buffalo from around the world to celebrate her twentieth birthday. About wow. a decade ago. So this is, yeah, I mean, multiplayer definitely has that kind of connection. You see people who get married on WoW, and it's real-life stuff, you know? It's well, I got know that capability. broke up marriages, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is creepy. I'd be willing to bet that WoW's broke more marriages than created. Probably. I would, yeah, mm. definitely. Um yeah, but I'm just curious, like, so has anyone else had any uh, experience, like, where you feel like your best friend is in the room playing the game with you? Dan says no. Nope. He's shaking his head. Paul? I'm kind of, I've, I haven't really, I know a couple <laughs> of my friends who were big into Call of Duty uh, back, Modern Warfare 1 and 2, and they would always play with this one um, girl or woman, I guess her name. Her name. Her name in the game was Shared to Love, and uh, but they played with her all the time. And they like talked to her. I guess I don't know if they talked to her outside of the game, but they'd run into each other in the game, and they'd like start changing. They just there was a very interesting like companionship when they would play together. And there'd be like stupid bets going because I guess she owned like a game store or something like that. But she'd be like. Oh hey, if we accomplish this completely unrelated goal to actually winning, and we win, then I'll buy everybody on the team like a free fifteen dollar, like a fifteen dollar game or something like that. I mean, it was really cool, but I I never really played. By the time I hopped on any of the Modern Warfare games, it was usually too late. It, like the multiplayer was dying. So, oh, uh, Don, um, not too much. I mean, a little bit with Xbox. Um, I, I joined a couple of different, like, adult gaming communities. Um, I got involved in one for a while. Um, it was a nice way to meet people and play games, and that was really my one time to play multiplayer sports games in particular, uh, NHL actually, most specifically. Um, so there are, and there certainly are communities out there, um, that are very welcoming, um, you know, as well as very competitive ones. They're all out there. Um, but, I mean, as far as saying, like, a best friend or somebody that I messaged outside of gaming, not really. Yeah, I think it's a really... It's it's a weird shift that we play most of our games online um, or we play them by ourselves completely. You know what I mean? I guess that hasn't really changed. But I, I was always curious to see, like... You know, none of us have gotten married or, or dated someone in Second Life or something like that. But like, Speak how for yourself? I'm sorry, Don. <laughs> Don has an announcement for everybody here. Um, His online Second Life wife is pregnant. I'm, I'm a polygamist in Second Life. Uh, multiple wives. Um, I'm just, you know, it's when people say that they have like a real relationship with somebody who they've never met, who they've never even talked to outside of the game. 
Like, that's where things kind of, like, Colin, if you actually talk to somebody outside of the game, that makes more sense to me. I feel like that's, like, more of a relationship. But if your relationship is based solely inside of that game, that's where I'm like, okay, is that a is that still a co-op experience where you guys are both sharing into something? See, I would argue, I would argue against that with certain games. So... World of Warcraft, any massive multiplayer online game where you are literally spending hours upon hours a week playing with these people, like right. that is that is the equivalent of going to work every day with those people. Like, I guess that kind of is a job, yeah, too. So, yeah, I mean. <clears throat> You can very easily build relationships solely through a game. I mean, especially with games like that that require such a steep time commitment. True. I, I agree. That That's true. Has everyone read uh, Ready Player One? In the midst of it right now. I have. Good. I've, I kind of... It was on my list, and then I started reading the Dark Tower series, so it oh, got pushed bye. to the <laughs> You don't exist anymore. I'm on book three. Right yeah. <laughs> Next up on the Don't Forget a Towel Book Club. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ready Player One, I encourage everybody to read it, um, especially if you're a gamer. Huh? It's going to be a movie. It. It's supposedly going to be a movie, just like The Last Guardian supposedly going to be a game. Armada's coming out in July. <laughs> yeah, and Half-Life 3 is also going to be coupled along with Ready Player One. Um, but August 1st. <laughs> it's very, very good. Um, like I said, even if you're not a, a gamer, but it, you know... All inside of there, you kind of have an avatar, basically, you know, and those people have their relationships, and then they actually have to see each other outside of the game, and it's weird and off-putting. <laughs> like, have you met anybody outside of the game? Like, what, in real life? Which game? Any game. Like, if you've played with people online, have you actually met them in person? No, no, I haven't had that because they live like states and way or across the world. Well, even still, you said that girl had all these people come from Buffalo. I was yeah. just curious because I wonder how those relationships, if they still, if you still have that bond um, outside of the game. Well, here's the thing I would say about that. So, if we were asking that question five years ago, <clears throat> yeah, it'd be very different than now. Everyone's so social media conscious now that. Basically, you know, if you really build a connection with someone on a game, it's pretty darn likely you're friends with them on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So you know what they look like as an actual person and like all of that kind of thing. So I think a lot of that kind of adds to that relationship. But as opposed to, you know, that five years ago where this, it, everything wasn't as connected, you could literally meet somebody and have no idea what they look like. Right. But you feel like you've known them because you've been spending days and days and days playing and talking with them. So what does everyone think now with the shift? Is it, do you feel better if you're hanging out with your buddy playing a game in person? Or do you feel better playing it online in your room by yourself in your underwear? Does it make a difference in how you feel playing games? I was going to say those two aren't mutually exclusive. But They're not. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, friends, I mean sometimes I'm, one leads to the other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... With my friends, we'll do an occasional land night. Like, we'll get together at one of my buddy's house and uh, throw our computers in his basement and, you know, play Killing Floor, play some Minecraft, maybe. Um, but, like, pretty much, if I'm playing online, it's almost always with people I already know. I don't really meet new people through the games, generally. It's generally games I already know people with, so I play that. I play with them. But do you feel... 
does it feel the same? Like, would it make it a difference if they're in the room with you? I think it depends on the game. Um, I think it also depends on how you're playing also. Yeah. Like, if you have a group Skype open at the same time when you're playing with a bunch of people, I think it's pretty damn close to having everyone in the same room, because if you're in the same room, you're staring at the freaking screen most of the time anyway. So if you have a headset on and everyone's on the same Skype channel, or however you want to ventrilo, whatever you use, yeah. it's almost like the same thing in that way. Yeah, I remember oh, a couple of years ago, Don, you and I and our friend Joe tried to do a, uh, Borderlands. a Borderlands party that way. Borderlands rules. <laughs> Borderlands is a terrible game that has no plot and is boring as hell. And Final Fantasy XII was the best game ever. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Your phone is mine. Don, Colin. <laughs> For the record, a phone was just thrown across the room. Across the room. Assault has been made. Yes. But, you know, we, that was just a couple years ago. And look at it now. We Because of the generation gap jump between PS3 and Xbox 360 to PS4 to and Xbox One, now we have our streaming built right into the consoles. And it's so much easier to, A, do that where you can see other people. You can also Skype at the same time. Sloth and I... We she streamed, I Skyped with her, and she was able to merge our stream and our Skype together so that we could do that multi you know, in tandem, for lack of a better way of putting it, because words fail. You know, that's just what, three years difference in tech? Mm-hmm. And that's how fast this kind of stuff is moving. She doesn't have frontier wireless like I do, because I could not do that. <laughs> <laughs> the Mine. shade. Yeah, it's horrible. Um that's 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 very interesting. One thing, because um, I wanted to bring it back to ripping out controllers and throwing them against the wall and getting into stories about that. <laughs> that is one thing that you can't do, you know, with playing someone online. Is um, well, well, let, no, well, let's just say <laughs> say this. So uh, you, you and can't your throw it at the other. Person. You can't yeah. throw it at the other yeah. person. As Don just demonstrated, it's so much more satisfying to throw a physical object at a human. Being. Exactly, you get that feeling and that you know of actually hurting someone. <laughs> Are you saying the official position of Don'tForgetToTell.com is please physically inflict violence upon people? My, it's really satisfying. My official position is I prefer gaming with somebody in the room that I can physically hurt as opposed to doing it online. So does anyone have any experiences where you either had to fight with somebody physically or took a control? Something where you got physically angry. Where you've been convicted of assault? Yes. Because I feel like we might I, be Well, you actually just assault. committed assault. Also, this, I've never had it happen with video games with my family, but when playing Monopoly with my little sister... That board has been flipped over so many times. Yeah, I can oh, pieces see everywhere. Yeah. With, with with one older sibling <clears throat> and one younger sibling and Mario Kart, it would always be the, I'm going to fight you because you're about to win the race, and if you don't have control over your controller, you can't defeat me. And that's how it works in Madden. That's how it worked in NHL. That's pretty much where the violence took place. We never threw anything at each other. We just took away the ability to finish the win, essentially. Don? Um, yeah, I fought with my brothers all the time over video games. <laughs> um, in fact, though, funny, um, just this past week, I had a friend over here, we were playing Mario Kart, and he was losing, and he threw his controller. On <laughs> <laughs> your new Wii. <laughs> well, he wasn't throwing the Wii U controller, he was throwing Okay. <laughs> my friend would 
rage cool. Well, this is a long. This is back in middle school. Um, he had the Nintendo sixty four, and we played Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> the I don't know the inferior version to Mario Kart. Whoa, yeah. you could fly in Diddy True. Kong Racing. Not a lot of people remember that. That's no, why I remember. There was that is superior. And there was the hover car. Yeah, hovercraft too. But if it looked like I was going to win, he would reset the console. <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh my god. Oh yes. god. That was reset. Yes. It, was, it was so infuriating to me. Oh. I'm like, why do you want to play with me if every time I might win, you just restart the race? You either restart the race or reset the console. It's my like, brother would do that. I've maybe been guilty of that playing Street Fighter with my brother. And I always played as Blanca. Just going to throw that out there. Oh, my favorite thing was I played Soul Calibur. Um, the first time I think I ever played Soul Calibur. Go Nightmare. Um, oh, gosh. My friend, well, two of my friends who were over had both played it before, and I had never played. And I went on an undefeated streak as, like, six different characters. Like, I just kept switching <laughs> characters. Like, oh, I'm going to be the guy with the the fencing dude. I don't remember. Raphael? Yeah. Yep. yeah. One of them was Raphael. I was like, oh, I never lose as Raphael. And I curb stomped him. And it just kept me <laughs> oh, out. My I don't know what I'm doing. But my I little sister had button mashes Maxi. Freaking nunchucks. Oh, that's like if you uh, play as Christy in uh, the Tekken games. Mm. Button mashes her. That's pretty much how you. Yeah. Oh no, Christy what? and Eddie. Yeah, I was just about to say Eddie Gordo. That's They're actually the same Gordo. character, yeah. basically. But yeah, Eddie Gordo is my uh, fighting story where I would play Eddie Gordo. Usually go undefeated, and one of my friends who was very violent um, <laughs> actually got up. Punched the wall, put a hole in the wall, <laughs> and when his parents came back, we were like, "Yep." <laughs> we were banned from playing Tekken in his house after that. <laughs> I used to. I think I get angrier at single player games than I did at multiplayer. Like there were when I had the original one of the original Medal of Honor games, I would like start yelling at it when I would die, especially if I was playing on the um, like some of the higher difficulties. They didn't do a very good job of like making the enemy smarter, but, like, you see their gun pointing up in the air, and the bolts will just come straight out towards you, and I would get angry, and my dad's like, you're not allowed to play that for, like, a week, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Which made you more angry. Yeah, made me more upset, I'm like, uh. Yeah, that, that was always, that was always fun. Um, so, now we have, like, a bit of a resurgence with uh, rock bands coming out. Mm-hmm. We have the Wii U. Is the return of co-op coming. Um, Don, I know you probably have thoughts on that. <laughs> I do. The answer is no. No? <laughs> and the, the thing is, it's like, you can love couch co-op games, and there will always be a niche market for it. It's never going away. Um, the thing is, wow. is that... so we make our own avatars. Right. <laughs> um, the thing is, is that you heard it even in this room. All of our couch co-op experiences when we were kids... That still happens with kids, maybe not to the extent of our generation, because we had technical limitations as well, but it still does happen. Um, So there will always be a niche market for it. Um, There will always be, you know, as our generation of gaming gets older, you know, there will still be people who want to be able to entertain at their own house and say, hey, let's do this. You know, and that kind of thing. So there will always be some shade of a niche market. It's never going to be what it was when we were kids. It's never going to get back there. And I know it was pointed out that, yes, Call of Duty still has split screen, but barely anything in mass does anymore. Mm -hmm. We used to be fine 
playing a split screen game like Goldeneye on a tiny ass television, a twelve inch, a yeah. massive yeah. twelve inch screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But think about it now: TVs have gotten so much bigger. But where has all the split screen gone? Yeah. Um, my brother has, he maxed out his Xbox friends list. I don't think I've ever, he rarely ever plays, played split screen, but he had his friends list on Xbox maxed out. Um, like, I don't think, I think, like, I don't think people do split I mean, they don't make as many games, but a lot of it's you don't need the split screen as much anymore since everybody has internet and everybody, well, almost everybody has internet. I mean... Back when we were kids, internet was like dial-up. And if you're on the internet playing video games, mom can't get a phone call. So there was no, <laughs> you weren't spending like six hours in a row online playing a video game with somebody, which you can do now without cutting off the phone. The other thing I wanted to just kind of to go off that as well, now well, never mind, because my train of thought is, Gone. <laughs> so, this message is brought to you by. <laughs> and then there's also the really cynical approach that they're that the game companies are removing co-op intentionally, so you have to buy more copies, and everybody has to buy an online them. membership. Yeah, I mean that's the slightly more cynical view of it, but I don't necessarily subscribe to that entirely. I just think it's annoying. Like, I'll go over to a friend's house and we'll rent a game. You know what I mean? And there's hardly any co-op campaigns anymore yeah like that like mm, i can't even remember the last time that i i actually was able to do it other than borderlands okay. which is a reason why borderlands is a superior game dot <laughs> no but um <laughs> halo had split screen campaigns up until five <laughs> so another thing that's we haven't even considered so board games have reinvented themselves Mm -hmm. into being, um, once again, a popular medium, especially for our generation, um, to do things when people come over. So that certainly has cannibalized um, a portion of that market as well. So, I mean, I just think that there's a lot of things that have come up in the market that have just taken bits and pieces here and there and everywhere. And obviously online multiplayer in and of itself, which basically was the nail in the coffin, so to speak, for the genre. I think part of it is also the fact that if you think about it, the average age of the gamer is steadily increasing. Right. And along with that, I think part of the reason of the board game resurgence is that because of our generation, they're making them more cerebral and you ha- they're more strategical. You have to think more about them. And that's why I think they're getting a lot more popular as well. Does it involve a lot of strategery? <laughs> strategical is not a word. Uh, it's making fun of you. Uh, <laughs> strategery. Man. No, I think... I am currently flipping everyone off. <laughs> I, hey, that's, all, that's okay. Except Casey, because he didn't say anything. I think that... Um, no, that's a, that's a very good point, is that as we get older... Um, I mean, I don't know what the ebb and flow of board games are as far as, like, sales go, but I remember, like, Settlers of Catan, for example, has been around for a really long time, and I feel like it's just been, like, the last few years that I even heard of it. And, you know, so I'm 30, so now I'm like, oh, oh, what is this game? Oh, it's been around for, like, since the 70s? (laughs) What? (laughs) Who's played this? I mean, it's not really a board game, but I know, uh... Oh, God, what is, uh... Card game. Uh, Cards Against Humanity. There we go. Yeah. I know that, like, when that came out, that was something my friends and I would get together and play that, like, 
every other weekend or something like still that. Do that. People still do that. I, mean, I, I now yeah. have, there's so many cards I have to throw them into a laundry basket. Yeah, it's say, lost. Everyone's it's just lost drawn to that. It's charm for us because we played. I mean, we haven't. I know one of my friends has all of the expansions, but we haven't played in a while because I mean, you kind of have to play. Like when we played it at first, we played with like we played so much with just the base set and like the first two expansions that we memorized like all the cards. Oh and yeah. Then after a while, it's like all right, well, we're kind of out of combinations at this point. But I mean, if you play with like maybe just like the new expansions and get rid of some of the old stuff, it might be a little different. Just gonna point that out. I own a one foot square piece of land in Maine on Hawaii too. So you're that guy. I have a little flag to put on it. Did you get a Did you get a pile of poo? No, I did not order the pile of poo. Uh, do you have a star? Do you have a star named after you? <laughs> no, I didn't do hey, that. Shut up! It's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not legally enforceable. It is amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, board games have definitely helped uh, bridge the co op experience for for gamers of whatever. I mean, they're still gamers. Um, Rock Band's coming out this year. Guitar Hero's coming out this year. Guitar Hero, though, won't be a, a big multiplayer experience. No? No. Yeah. They don't intend it to be. <clears throat> they intend you to play by yourself? So you might, it might have a two-player experience, but beyond that, it's not going to be like it's Rock Band. It's not going to be World Tour again. Yeah, it's no. not going to be like Rock Band. Okay. I think they attempted that, but they need to go back to their roots. Well, I still think Rock Band's not going to sell as well. It's going to be... Well, that's interesting. I think it'll do okay. I don't think it'll do as well as it did when it came out. Rock Band will do well, though. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say I think the the biggest selling point for everybody with the new Rock Band game, as long as you buy it for the same um, company, so like if you had it on, I think if you buy it, had it for Xbox 360 and you buy it for Xbox One, all of your stuff transfers over. Correct. Which is the big, I think the bigger selling point with the new rock band is that all of that, if you spent like any kind of money on Sony's online or the online store, Harmonix's online store, buying stuff, you get to keep it all. By the way, I would place money on the fact that none of the rock band games will be backwards compatible. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Which is the reason to never get it then. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, this just in. you're not invited to my rock band party. <laughs> my, one of my favorite things with rock band, we only, I really did it a couple times is we'd, play but whoever was singing had to ad-lib their own lyrics for the entire because it doesn't <laughs> maybe the newer it's ones the do it's but the, the old ones were all pitch and not the actual oh absolutely words. you could absolutely just so sing we just on made a, up stuff as we went along and it was hilarious there were some good ones coming out of that definitely yeah the, the thing is is that for them to actually do the words yeah. would require so much more Coding and detail and everything else under the sun. Like, well, live vocal recognition isn't particularly easy either. Right. I mean, like, even your phone has to, like, for my phone, if I do the commands or whatever to activate the thing, it still has to send it to Google to process, and then Google sends the answer back. I don't think it actually processes on the phone, because if it did, you wouldn't need to have an internet connection to use it. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt what we're talking about, but I just got a text message that they announced Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, I just saw that happening here. And I didn't uh, want to interrupt the podcast. <laughs> nice to done, Don. Wait a minute. Last Guardian? Final Fantasy VII Remake? Halo 3. No, wait. Half-Life 3. Halo 3. Oh, you totally on my joke, you So asshole. you guys just... So it's 2005 right Because I remember <laughs> hearing these announcements Listen, like 10 I years ago. Listen, I just have been convinced to buy a PS4 for what, Final anyway. Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, uh, Final I, Fantasy VII I, Remake <laughs> could have came out for iPad like five years ago. <laughs> I, I tried playing it. 
I bought the PC version when it was on sale on the Square Enix store or whatever. Yep. And I've I've never been able to make it very far. I don't know why. Like I just can't finish it. Oh, by we, the way, the next announcement is going to be that Square Enix files for Chapter Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so let's bring it. Oh, uh, Shenmue Three now has a Kickstarter. They just announced that as well. Dream, Dreamcast. The dream is still alive for Dreamcast. Oh, guys, also <laughs> just announced Dreamcast 2. <laughs> I think that's a good point to end this podcast. <laughs> um, we didn't jump the rails at all. No, no, no. no. <laughs> any, any last thoughts on co-op through video gaming or gaming in general, guys? Um, I'd like to have a thought, if I may. Don, you're welcome to have You're welcome to finally thoughts. have one this podcast. <laughs> my, my thought, I, I'd like to leave with this. Borderlands is a terrible game, and there really is very few things redeeming about it, and despite what Casey wants to believe, the plot is the most boringest thing I've ever experienced in my life, and the only redeeming factor is that it's somewhat halfway decent multiplayer experience. I'm very excited all this is getting cut out. (laughs) Right now, honestly, I can't take a single thing that you said seriously because you said most boringest. Yes, most boringest. Oh, and also, if you'd like to leave feedback on this commentary, you can find me at at last Ursa, all one word, on the Twitter. So that's Don signing off. Uh, Dan? (laughs) This is Dan signing off, now at Geek Imperator. This is Paul. And this is Colin. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, at GamerSense, G-A-M-E-R-C-E-N-T-S. And YouTube. You can watch his unboxing videos as well. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you can visit us at Don't Forget to Tell for all updates on things that are geekly and pop culture. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter. And Don has one last thing to say that's not about Borderlands. Yes. So the other thing I wanted to say is also... Uh, be sure to be on the lookout for a follow-up article that's going to be in reference to this uh, podcast episode, kind of going in a little bit more in-depth on what we talked about. And you can check out Don at HarmoniousGeek.com. Yes, HarmoniousGeek.com. Oh my gosh. All right, guys. It's okay. Thanks, everyone, for being here and being part of the podcast today, and we'll be doing more, I'm sure, where we'll probably be yelling at Don about hating Borderlands. Okay, bye. Bye.